So uh, with that, did we want to talk about some honorable mentions first? Absolutely. Um, I think first of all, we should talk about some of the titles that we had read previously um, in 2019 and years before that, that either had a digital release um, prior to 2020, but have gotten their print release this year. Um, Because there's a lot of really exciting titles that made their way to a print debut this year. Um, and which everyone should be reading now that they're in print. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you've got no excuse. You can read them digitally. You can read them in print. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's we wanted to highlight these because all, every title that we're going to be talking about is worth a read. Like all, everyone should try out all of these titles just because it's not in the top ten because of our strict um, guidelines, quote unquote strict guidelines this month. Um, you should still be checking them out. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, without pussyfooting around, <laughs> everyone should read Blue Flag <laughs> by Kaito. <laughs> Nobody uh, has... we did a podcast episode about, uh, so you can go watch that and learn about why you need to read Blue Flag mm-hmm. immediately. And we already have, like, three or four volumes out in print as well. So there's a good chunk of it to read. And Yeah, it's only eight volumes in total. Yes. And and for those who are perhaps doubtful of our emphatic natures, um, it's also currently on the Shonen Jump app as well, those uh, three or four volumes. So, really, if you have a Shonen Jump subscription and you aren't wanting to put the money down specifically for the print volume, you just want to try it out, there's also that option. And I expect all of you listeners to be <laughs> to be reading it. Because as Ray said, this is a series that is very near and dear to us. Um, we've done a podcast on it. Uh, that was, I think, our first series spotlight. Was it our first or our second? Yep. Uh, and it, mm, no, I think Devil's Line might have been first. Mm, but it it it's one that really compelled us to talk about it, and it is complete. It is um, very very far. Well, it's in a sizable amount of the way through in its print release, and yeah. You do, you, none of you have excuses to not be reading it. <laughs> you will laugh. You will cry. Um, you will wonder why you didn't pick it up sooner. Yes. And you will just um, be in awe at how wonderful a romantic drama can be. Yes. And uh, another wonderful series that is sort of a lot of people praising it to high heaven for a long time now Mm -hmm. it's been a long time coming is perfect world yes uh this is by rie aruga i think Mm -hmm. looking at my shelf um it is a jose romance about an architect and an interior designer i believe who Like, they went to the same high school. The girl kind of always liked the guy, uh, but they weren't really, like, close or anything. They knew each other, but they weren't Um, dating. 
um but yeah or like friends or anything even (laughs) but like she she had a crush on him from afar uh he was like the star of the basketball team and everything and they meet through chance later in life and he has in the meantime uh been through a terrible accident that has left him paralyzed from the waist down yep uh, and he is now in a wheelchair, um, and it's a lot about navigating a relationship, uh, that involves, you know, different levels of ability, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't shy away from sort of the nitty-gritty about, uh, having mobility issues, yeah. about having a spinal injury, um, and it to me it's just an excellent romance like I just love watching these two characters like I mean it's so stressful (laughs) especially reading it volume to volume as it was coming out it was so stressful reading it (laughs) and like you never knew what was gonna happen Uh, but it's like the way that these two go through so much adversity and in the end are just drawn together again is like so romantic mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's really lovely. It's also really nice to see a diverse opinion on uh, the the like representation that it has because not our main male character isn't the only one with a spinal disability or with mobility issues in the series, mm-hmm. and his his opinion or his experience um to be frank is quite negative with with his disability but because there's other characters who have different relationships with how they came to be paralyzed or um why they may be in a wheelchair you see a lot more of like what the actual I mean, like with everyone, every person has a different experience, and so it's nice to see more than just, like, one thing, one way of a disability being portrayed. Um, Plus, all of those side characters are, like, really lovely and have really great relationships as well, so, like... (laughs) I really like how they help each other, Mm -hmm. like, how Ayukawa's work in... He is an architect, and he focuses a lot on barrier-free architecture. Mm -hmm. Um... And he is actually based on, like, a real-world architect who has a spinal injury and has been a pioneer in Japanese barrier-free architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Rie Aruga interviewed him as part of, like, her research for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, you know, clarify that the series is not own voices. Mm-hmm. Um, Rie Aruga does not have a spinal injury herself. Uh, so, you know take with that whatever grains of salt you personally feel you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's... There's a lot that it does well. There's actually... Is it Anime Feminist? Has a really good uh, article yeah, I think about so. this series. I think it, it's Anafem. Um, from, you know, someone in the disabled community who has a very nuanced uh, take on, like, you know where perfect world uh is important and get th- gets things right mm-hmm. and where it maybe falls short 
Mm -hmm. um, I definitely recommend looking up that article. I, I'll um, link it in the, the YouTube description as well for those who are curious because it is definitely a good read, worth a read. And uh, always mm -hmm. good to see perspectives um, of like communities being represented when it comes to media. Um, I really liked how the romantic rivals in the series were handled as well. Mm -hmm. The one girl who's like his caretaker, I got issues with her because she <laughs> seems to have some boundary problems. Yeah. yeah. But, yep. But the guy, I really liked how he was handled. Mm -hmm. I actually like him quite a bit as a character. Mm -hmm. um, and it just felt more realistic in terms of like settling. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Of how. <laughs> It, it, the expectation and the because there is a level like obviously being in a relationship it takes work and compromise mm -hmm. and dedication and all of those sorts of things but when you bring in to a relationship a different level of care needed it's a it's mm -hmm. a larger commitment right um which i think that that aspect of the the discussion of that or the um for our main female character who prior to this relationship really never had any interaction with anyone with a physical disability now one of the most important people in her life does and she has to like is she comfortable with that is she willing to like learn and and you know make herself a quote-unquote more appropriate partner um and is he comfortable with that exactly too? exactly uh, um and when because for him obviously there's a level of like not wanting to show your weaknesses or show certain aspects of yourself to the people choosing yeah whether you want like your partner to be also your caretaker as well mm -hmm. um because Again, the caretaker that he has turns out to have some boundary problems. <laughs> um, he should fire her ass, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but there's it's a, it is a really wonderful series and definitely is worth reading, especially if you like romance series, especially if you like Jose series. Um, it's just a really strong. Um, strong entry to the genre and that, in that saying something because we got a lot of really great romance titles this year um, so many so many including <laughs> including uh, another one um, which hasn't quite made the print jump yet uh, but ha does have a solicitation for print um, being a sign of affection um, which mm -hmm. is really sweet really lovely um our our main female character in that is deaf um completely deaf and and her mm -hmm. romantic interest is a fellow college student um someone who she's introduced to via one of her few friends at university um who is a, quite a globe trotter he loves traveling around and learning new cultures and new languages and so when he yeah. kind of runs into or helps helps this this deaf girl out on a train um and he's he kind of 
comes to realize like oh there's a whole culture and a whole language in my own country that I'm not aware of that being of course sign language and the deaf community and so he definitely like is very interested and just because of his nature wants to learn more about her and how she communicates and and obviously from there a relationship kind of starts taking root between the two yeah because she's like super into him (laughs) yes they have a very cute like meet cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it's like from there they're just both gone (laughs) um it's sweet uh she i i do this is another one that is not own voices Mm -hmm. uh just to put that out there uh, Sue Morishida does point out in the like one fifth columns that she does have a collaborator she works with mm-hmm. who is a member of the deaf community and speaks using signed Japanese, which is different from Japanese sign language. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, because her collaborator uses signed Japanese, they went with that for what the character uses. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, it's not own voices, but I do appreciate that in this one, the main character is the one who is a member of this community rather than, like, the object of the main character's affection. Yeah. It's not this fish-out-of-water story mm-hmm. about someone diving in. It's someone who was born in it, who went to a deaf school, who speaks sign language, uh, sign Japanese, rather. Um... And, you know, is very used to being deaf, not being able to hear. It's, mm-hmm. She was born with it. Mm-hmm. So. And also um, being very used to having to accommodate other people because of yeah. her disability. Because not a huge amount of people, I think, generally know sign language within their own country. Um, which is why the deaf community yeah. tends to be quite insular to itself. Um, yeah, so she also, she reads lips, and she uses her phone a lot mm-hmm. to communicate with people, um, which I thought was very cute. Uh, <laughs> the ways that the series incorporates, like, how she talks to people through text messaging and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it, it's cute. Yeah, and it's also cute. the level of <laughs> communication that her friends put into her because obviously she can read lips to a a certain extent um but one of her closer childhood friends he knows signed japanese um Mm -hmm. and then compared to her her university friends who she doesn't really they don't do use sign and she doesn't expect them to right um and Mm -hmm. how that kind of there's a difference in the relationship because of the difference in the how they communicate to each other yeah um i also like the level of communication between her and the guy Mm, the main um there's a couple different points where it's like there's that one like foreign chick who's like super into him and he like keeps intruding on his boundaries (laughs) and he's like please go home Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh you know she like 
gets up the courage to be like, hey, that that bothers me. Mm. You know, um, I need to know what your relationship is. Um, so it, you know, it, it's nice to see, you know, especially because she's kind of like a shy character, mm-hmm. but it's like, I guess part of her growth, even within these first, just the first two volumes, is you know, like realizing that you know she wants a relationship with this guy and that you know she she's gotta go for it you know? yeah because <laughs> the guy's like he's gonna run off to malta or something <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> but obviously he's really into her too mm. um i i really like this like almost globetrotter type of character mm-hmm. um it, it feels very true to my experience of like you know of course a lot of the japanese people i interact with uh, are people who uh are very passionate about studying english yeah and maybe have some overseas experience so his portrayal feels very true to that type of person <laughs> um <laughs> in, in a good way mm-hmm. in a charming mm-hmm. way i find him i i like him a lot um <laughs> so there's that too hmm. just uh He's a little... I don't know that I've seen that kind of character yeah. before um, in a shoujo romance. So He also has a hand tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that he does. Um, what else? There's so many good like romances this year. Mm-hmm. Not just like the straight ones, but also some great BL and Yuri. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Uh, we got Cherry Magic uh, this year, which is just absolutely adorable. And It's so cute. Uh, <laughs> it's so sweet. I just got the second volume yesterday. I haven't read it yet, but as soon as we're finished <laughs> recording this, I'm, I'm reading it. <laughs> Office Boys in Love. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> uh. It's so sweet. Um, the drama's so cute, too. <laughs> As, yeah. Um, the, you know, the full title of that one is, like, whatever. Like, when you're still a virgin over 30, you become a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Something along those lines. Uh, but it's not what that would suggest. Mm. It's not that type of manga at all it's so cute um the guy can like read the mind of anyone that he comes into physical contact with and he's in a crowded elevator one day and he just like brushes up against bumps into the, this guy yeah, who's like co-worker. this super like go-getter in the office everyone loves him he's like the star of their wing um who like all the girls are constantly fawning over and he brushes up against him and realizes he has a crush on someone in the elevator and he's like, ooh, who is it? And he, like, brushes up against him again and he's like, oh my god, we're so close, he's so cute, don't look at his face oh my god, he's so cute <laughs> he's like, what? what? <laughs> it's me! <laughs> um, so, it's just like, yeah him being aware that this guy who by all means, should not have a crush on him. Definitely has a huge crush on huge him. Huge crush on and him. Is just like totally, huge, totally smitten, totally, totally gone smitten. for him. 
<laughs> but then also like and he's so sweet <laughs> yeah and and he's he's trying to not make it too weird because like obviously he doesn't want him to know that he knows because like how do you explain that um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but also i mean obviously it's in the title he is was is a 30 year old virgin and thus he doesn't have a lot of relationship experience Experience. So he's like yeah. floundering as well. He's like, oh god, like, oh, like, how do I feel? What's, what do we do? Maybe this is just like normal. Oh like, uh, <laughs> boys, yeah, it's... just kiss it out, guys. <laughs> um, it's so cute. <laughs> There's like umbrella sharing. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it is. The most innocent office romance I've ever read. <laughs> also, the like beta couple with like his friend who's like a neat author. Oh yeah, who, like, yeah. Never leaves his house, so he's got like an online shopping addiction. <laughs> and uh, his thirtieth birthday is, comes. Is, yeah. He thinks his friend is crazy, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But his thirtieth birthday comes, and um, he brushes hands with the cute delivery boy. who's like kind of a yonky Uh and uh, realizes that he has a cute side because he is obsessed with this guy's cat (laughs) Um, and they kind of start a little something something Mm. as well Mm. and it's very cute (laughs) (laughs) bonding over cats (laughs) Um, we also got um, on the other side of the BL spectrum <laughs> we got uh, Liquor and Cigarettes yes. which is from Ranmaru Zaria who is quite well known for her sexy sexy mm-hmm. art <laughs> um, we had gotten Coyote from her before and Void I think uh-huh. was the other one yes. um, and we just got uh, The Birds of Shangri-La, mm-hmm. the first volume of that. So we are getting a lot of Zarya. I never expected <laughs> this would happen, but... Obviously, um, obviously she's selling well. For good reason. Yes. So <laughs> I mean, have you seen her voice? Yes. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yes, I Anyway. Have. Liquor and cigarettes. <laughs> uh is probably my favorite that I've read from her so far. Mm. Um, I do like The Birds of Shangri-La, but uh, Liquor and Cigarettes is a one-shot volume about... It it takes place in Italy. Um, It's like this liquor store owner and cigarette store owner whose shops are right across from each other. They have known each other since forever, and the cigarette store owner, Camillo, uh, has always had a crush on the liquor store owner, but he's, like, kind of wishy-washy about his feelings, and, like, he doesn't... He's... He says at the beginning, I think I'm straight, so he's trying to figure out... He's in kind of a questioning place uh, with this whole thing, and Camillo's very patient with, like him figuring himself out but some some stuff happens and they end up like being like Camilla's like why don't we have like a trial run to see if 
you know, you'd actually be into being in a relationship with me. And um, so that happens. And they have a lot of hot sex because <laughs> this is Zarya. <laughs> um, that's the volume, mostly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> There's a gimmick with, like, he's a real lightweight, and he has to, like, practice drinking for this wine-tasting competition, uh-huh. but it doesn't matter. No. You're here to see them make out. <laughs> <laughs> and they do sure do that a whole lot. You won't be disappointed. Camillo is super bisexual, and he's super open about being bisexual, <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. But yeah, I mean, also, I, it's not just just the boys who are getting their love on. We saw so many amazing Yuri this year as well. Just so many. Yes. <laughs> the English debut, well, actually not, because we got Yuri Bearstorm before from Tokyo mm-hmm. Pop, but I feel like the first time anybody's paid attention to her stuff in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got The Conditions of Paradise from Akiko Morishima. Um... As a three-volume set, we've got the two first two out mm-hmm. now. Uh, they're not really... They're not under the name The Conditions of Paradise in Japanese, just sort of three different short story collections. Yep. But a lot of her short stories interconnect. She likes to return to the same couples uh, a lot, so I guess they just decided to throw them together. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> hey. Not complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She just, you know, she is an out and proud lesbian creator (laughs) who loves cute girls who love each other and specifically cute adult women who love each other. (laughs) And I am so here for it. Her stories are just pure, Mm -hmm. joyful escapism Mm -hmm. and... What else do you need in 2020, to be honest? <laughs> <laughs> not much. Not much. Um, yeah, her her stuff has been kind of a long time coming, and it's really nice that we've gotten to a point where we have now quite a few of her titles, and hopefully with this sort of three Conditions in Paradise releases, we will see more of her stuff getting licensed, just because... I think people are now introduced to her uh, her stuff that isn't, you know, franchise-based with, like, Yuri Bearstorm. Um, and she's able to be more... Not well-known, but, like, now, now she has her foot in the door for English speakers, mm-hmm. as it were. So, yeah, hopefully this... And I, I'm sure it will just lead to more and more of her titles being licensed and released because they're dang good I mean you can definitely tell her stuff was written by a woman who loves and appreciates women um it has mm-hmm. it you yeah she she has such a almost reverence for how she draws her women because she knows what she likes and so she's gonna be totally <laughs> just totally playing to her her own interests there um which is great yep (laughs) they (laughs) often align with my interests (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. Her girls are just so soft. Mm. Um, they're so cute. So I am so happy that we're getting <laughs> her stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> we also got another of my Japanese language Yuri favorites, uh, which is Our Teachers Are Dating. Um, this is another, like, sweet escapist one. It's, uh, I believe, the gym teacher and the school nurse at this, like, high school, mm-hmm. question mark? Middle school or high school, I don't remember. Um, they are dating, <laughs> and everyone in the school knows it. Principal knows it, all the teachers know it, all the students know it, and they are so down. They <laughs> are super supportive, always cheering these two teachers on. And it's just them being cute and in love <laughs> and, uh, you know, navigating different steps in their relationship. The first volume has, you know, them navigating their first time together. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just really wholesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one that like I'd heard a lot of really good things about just because of what I'd heard you talk about right and also just like it's one or I don't know if it's won awards but it's quite popular in Japan so mm-hmm. the fact that like I was I was really excited when it was licensed and it didn't disappoint <laughs> again I didn't <laughs> expect it to it was very very good and again like like with a lot of the titles we've been talking about just in this first we've only been talking about romance for one in this mentions but but i think there's something really lovely about watching or following reading about couples that are just hitting it off and like not having too much personal drama and they're well suited and things are going right for them in a time where there's not too much going right in the real world so like again you will definitely notice this trend coming up again higher up on our list (laughs) yes exactly there's um quite a few quite a few of those coming up for our actual five um but yeah i mean romance romance has had a strong year in 2020 love is not dead let let it be known love is not dead but it wasn't just um romance that we wanted to mention in this honorable mention uh section there's been every every sort of every sort of genre whether that be comedy um whether that be music whether that be uh, everything really there's i mean Again, another title that's made the print debut this year that I was really excited for, really happy to see it make its way to print, was Wave Listen to Me, um, helped Mm -hmm. definitely by the most recent anime. Um, Wonderful series. Love it. And I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't initially going to be a print print release just because it is by Hiroaki Samura of Blade of the Immortal fame. so I, I, I don't know. I maybe presumed that because his other previous titles had been so popular that it would just be a shoo-in for his stuff to be in print. Um, but yeah. 
but I am sure happy that we've gotten print now because I can encourage people to read it. It's a great series. Love it. Love Minari. Wonderful character. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun. Like, the whole cast is really great to follow. But that one, oh my god, so much personal drama and bad decisions. But, like, (laughs) understandable bad decisions. Human bad decisions. You're like, girl, you're not helping yourself. You make all of the worst decisions. But she is such a mess. But <laughs> I understand that messiness. That is the messiness of like re- relatability right there. Like <laughs> I just love the um the subject matter being radio. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a big fan of like radio dramas. Uh so and just like that format mm-hmm. I think is such a fun thing to explore and I love how it does it. Um I definitely you you definitely see, like, what makes her such a compelling radio host, even if it makes her a complete and absolute mess in the rest yes. of her life. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, like, one that made the jump to print that I wanted to mention is uh, Heaven's Design Team, mm-hmm. which is a bit more older elementary school and middle school friendly. Um it's about a team of angels in heaven who are tasked by god with creating the animals of the world and it's um just the sort of fun interactions between the angels and weird animal facts (laughs) the series um it's there's the one angel who's obsessed with like making animals like sex organs really weird (laughs) Um, she's like a gothic Lolita or something mm-hmm. and then there's another one who like his magnum opus is the horse <laughs> that's his one masterpiece Yeah. so uh, but that's the only thing he can make mm-hmm. so anytime he's tasked with creating something he just remakes the horse Yes. except now it's a seahorse or this time it's a horse with stripes on and it and he, oh, he's <laughs> trying so hard to to make a unicorn like he's he's trying so hard and also pegasus (laughs) and they're like this physically this just doesn't work like you can't have a horse (laughs) with wings because like how why would you have wings it can't support itself it would uh stop stop trying to make horses it's like an actual evolution how everything's just a crab like every everything just comes back to a crab i just i feel like this I feel like that was him. He invented the crab, so now everything gotta be a crab. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then there's the one who loves beautiful things uh, and made the bird and the one obsessed with making things that he can eat. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, basically each chapter is pretty short and covers a couple different animals. There's usually like an A plot, B plot, and C plot going on. Mm. Um, And at the end you get like an actual couple pages just explaining the animal. So I just like, I like this series because it makes me envision like my future classroom where I'm definitely going to have this (laughs) on the shelf. Uh, it's great, like, the most extreme, like, Zaboomafu vibes. <laughs> um, so if you like animal facts, this one's also getting an anime, so yes. <laughs> look forward to it. <laughs> Best time to jump on it is now. Get ahead of the curve. 
One of the other um, series that I've been following for a little longer uh, than this past year, but also made its print debut, also kind of technically ended, was Chainsaw Man, um, one of Shonen Jump's mm. most, like, uh, <laughs> unconventional Shonen series, <laughs> to put it mildly. I didn't read this um, origin- like when it first first started, but I did start reading it last year. Really was, it, I mean, I think anyone who's familiar with Chainsaw Man, um, which many people are, it is definitely one of the more popular titles, or was one of the more popular titles in Jump, um, knows that it's not what you would typically expect of the series. Yes, it has... A protagonist, yes, he's fighting like a larger problem. But if you're familiar with this mangaka um, Fujimoto and his previous work, Fire Punch, um, you know that it's gonna be there's gonna be some stuff in there that doesn't quite fit <laughs> um, what <laughs> would be typically acceptable for manga. This Chainsaw Man is definitely toned down from Fire Punch. Um, but there's still a lot of stuff you wouldn't expect to be in Jump, necessarily. Um, and and Fujimoto does what he does best. There's a lot of just, like, over-the-top hyper-violence. Just, like, absurd amounts of gore and violence. And obscenity as well. But it works. It works in a way because the characters are very interesting. Denji, as a main character, is... Very unlike, very unlike a normal shonen protagonist. Um, but his, I, for me, I find Fujimoto's stuff, it's kind of a shame that he has so much shock value um, in his series that he relies on just the most, some of the, some themes that would will get people upset uh, because it means <laughs> that people ignore kind of what the larger message is, right? Um, or kind of ignore the larger point. And I, I don't know. I, like, I... This is coming from me who actually did enjoy Fire Punch quite a bit once I got what it was doing. Um, and... And... Chainsaw Man is, was a similar experience. It took, a, it took a little while for me to get what it was doing, but it... It, it's it's great. It's certainly, like, if you like bizarre, weird, um, if you don't mind, like, <laughs> a lot of violence, a lot of just gross stuff, like vomiting and things like that, then I, try it. But, you know, if you are more wary of those sorts of things, then don't. Like, don't. Um, but I do think that within all of the all of the stuff within all of these these things that would make a lot of people go like is that appropriate for jump is this like this is quite out there like we have a lot of mm, there's a lot of a lot of death going on um that we see on page just but it's it's such a fujimoto is great i think at he has a very cinematic art style for one it feels like you could adapt any of his works into a film 
very easily. If it had, like, if it was an unrated film, you're not gonna get this in cinemas necessarily. But it, it's you can tell he's a cinema lover that he likes. I'm sure really enjoys a lot of schlocky B movies and C and D movies. Um, but there's a real heart to it, and amidst all of that his stories are character stories they're about the people within this setting and how they survive um and denji i think even more so than his protagonist from fire punch kind of is emblematic of being a result of your surroundings and and like how but also oh i i'm not i don't want to talk too much about the ending of this first part for the end of the shonen jump part but it's really interesting to see how denji has grown and changed and how his situation has changed and how he's been affected by the people that he's known over the course of the series thus far it's really 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 good and there it is that but with both this and his previous work there is more going on than just trying to be like crazy, crazy out there and offensive or and gross and whatever else. There, it is. It's worth the read if it sounds like your thing. Um, obviously, another series with an upcoming anime, um, and the print first print volume just came out last month or the month before. So give it a read and the entirety the first like 97 chapters i think it is are on um shonen jump and it, it ended last week and we'll be making the transition to jump plus where it is less stringent with what can and can't be shown so i'm sure it's just gonna get even crazier from here <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is one that i uh need to check out and I just haven't yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um it looks like fun. It is. It's 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 fun and then it's heartbreaking and then it like it's a, it's everything that it needs to be and it's done really really well. All right. And um I guess on the complete opposite side of the spectrum from Chainsaw Man. <laughs> I uh wanted to just briefly mention a title that I guess was memefied for a while mm. and I had actually read it and been following it in Japanese um since last year mm. uh but it finally made the jump to English and that is BL Metamorphosis mm. uh which is Metamorphos no Engawa in Japanese um this is the Fujoshi grandma <laughs> manga uh that was in a meme like last year or something mm. year before i don't know but this is just an incredibly soft and heartwarming wonderful story about uh a 75 year old woman who decides to go to the bookstore uh and happens to be kind of just like browsing around and she sees a cover that she finds really beautiful uh, she picks up the book and decides to just get it on a whim and that is the birth of her love of BL manga <laughs> um, 
and she ends up going back to get like volume two and everything and ends up striking up a very sweet friendship with one of the clerks at the bookstore who is a high school girl and they just sort of have this friendship through their mutual love of BL manga Mm -hmm. and this particular author um and this particular series and it's just about like you know finding friendship in fandom Mm -hmm. and in shared hobbies and it's wonderful you know these are two people who are lonely in their own ways and they find solace and friendship and companionship in each other um because of this hobby that they just happen to have in common Mm -hmm. and it's really sweet so yeah and i i really like how this series portrays hobbies as like something you can have at any age um especially for because i think bl is definitely seen as like a young person's interests it's typically like teenage girls or women young women in their 20s and 30s you don't see too i mean it's not that there's not grandmas out there who are shippers (laughs) but they're they don't tend to be the faces of fandom and the fact that yeah two two women from such different generations and at such different ages have this commonality and because of it they have this friendship is just really lovely and what they can learn from each other because of that because of their different yeah. experiences and their different ages it's super i love like mm-hmm. <laughs> i love seeing the little like similarities and differences between them like uh one of like my favorite little moments is that you have like the contrast between urara the um high school girl mm-hmm. who keeps all of her bl books in a secret chain box <laughs> under her bed and then ichinoi-san the grandma uh who keeps hers like proudly displayed mm-hmm. next to her tv mm-hmm. um and like i love how urara like you know she sees this ideal relationship that she can aspire towards but ichinoi-san like sees you know she looks at these two boys who are in love and she remembers her marriage mm-hmm. um you know she's since lost her husband just due to old age but um you know the fact that they can see the same like the same emotions and the same like beautiful love and relate to it in similar ways Mm -hmm. but also in different ways because of their different stages in life Mm -hmm. but you know still enjoy going to comic it together (laughs) (laughs) I also, like, and I mean, this is just someone coming from me who has a lot of older people in her life. When you get to a certain age, you just don't give a shit. Like, you don't feel that embarrassment anymore. <laughs> You're just like, sure, I have this this gay, gay relationship, perhaps pornography <laughs> on my shelf. What of it? I'm an adult. Like... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, much respect, Mm. for sure. Mm. (laughs) Um, The power move of that. Respect respect to the proud displayers and to the secret shame box (laughs) havers of the world. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
But yeah, um, it, it's very very heartwarming. Very very sweet, and uh, also quite short. I think it just ended at, with its fifth volume, so it's also I think so. not a huge commitment. Um, there's also in the heartwarming side of things, we got the first volume of Love Me for Who I Am, mm. or Fukaboku, um, which is an LGBTQ manga. Um, about a non-binary protagonist named Mogumo who ends up getting a job at a otokonoko like maid cafe Mm -hmm. so otokonoko is basically like it's a fetish it's basically femboys Um, despite how that premise sounds (laughs) it's a very sweet series Mm -hmm. um, about characters from a variety of identities um, who all sort of find freedom in different ways, find solace in different ways in working at this Otokonoko cafe. Um, and yeah, I'm, you know, this one is not own voices. And I think that that you can see in some of the ways that it differs from something like, um, our dreams at dusk Mm -hmm. um or even like i want to be your girl um but i am still really eager to read more Mm -hmm. and i'm happy that we're getting more series like that in english yeah i also really appreciated in that particular series and how obviously all of the or most of these kids all of these kids have like different sexualities different gender identities uh, and just because they work together doesn't mean they or and are all fall under the or mostly fall under the LGBT plus umbrella they don't inherently understand each other and it's how how because of that just because you are something and you belong to a larger community doesn't mean you inherently understand an individual and their experience and but also taking the time and recognizing that in yourself but and taking the time to be able to understand and communicate those feelings of unsurety and confusion and trying to relate to those whilst also knowing that you're not always going to inherently like understand other people's experiences yeah which is actually one of the messages that I enjoy the most from our dreams at dusk mm-hmm. as well but yeah incredible year yeah yeah <laughs> we've gotten like so many high profile titles as well from like uh meizon ikoku and mermaid saga mm-hmm. from rumiko takahashi we got blue giant which is one of the most influential titles to come out of um big comic mm-hmm. big i think is what it's called and that magazine yeah definitely check it out if you're a fan of music manga Another one, another music manga that we got, it isn't technically its first debut, but we got the entirety of Beck this year, um, all 34 mm. volumes digitally uh, for those inclined to read it, um, which I know is a long bemoaned unfinished series in print, thanks to Tokyo Pop. So if you are wanting to actually finish the series, it's available now. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even talk about like Kageki Shoujo, which was a yeah. really exciting 
announcement or license and a really exciting debut and most recently and even more exciting now that we're getting the whole thing. yes <laughs> followed by the <laughs> sequel slash continuation license which is super duper super duper cool regardless of your favorite genre to play around with in manga to read about um they're really there's really something for everyone all of the publishers we got new fushiki yugi this yeah. year yeah I know. <laughs> like, what is this year? <laughs> Soul Eater got, has has a new fancy edition coming out. Like, there's just so much, so much. Uh, Toilet Bound Hanukkah made its way to print, which I'm super duper happy for because I love that series. Another series definitely helped by its anime adaptation. Um, like there's just we finally got the apothecary diaries which is huge in japan mm. like it it's kind of incredible at how much despite being in the midst of a global pandemic how much <laughs> manga and light novels we got this year <laughs> like it's just crazy yeah, what even <laughs> <laughs> What even? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. Yeah. Don't take this as complaints. Seri- uh, seriously. And, and obviously, of course, there was... there. We saw a lot more digital debuts or digital first debuts from many publishers just because, again, we are in a, the middle of a global pandemic and thus the publishing industry is not working to the capacity it once was. Um, so we've had a lot of schedule shifts, but even so, even so, we are getting literally hundreds of titles every month. <laughs> hundreds of oh, titles God. of new debuting and ongoing and ending series. There's just so much of everything to read. You cannot complain um, with regards to choice for the manga industry in 2020. Yep. And for your proof, we just spent an hour talking about titles that aren't even on our list. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Which is why we are going to be splitting this off as a bit of a prequel to uh, the actual list, Mm -hmm. which will come out after this, I assume. (laughs) Uh, I I think I'll put this as the point five, but it'll 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 go up the same day. So if you are wanting to listen to both, um, then then you know it'll be there. It'll be there for you. 